Hey, hey, this is Cafe con Chocolate with your girl, Carla. And who do I have with me? <laughs> Hi, my name is Steve. Um, I'm a DJ, um, producer. I'm 25 years old, and I live in Chicago, Illinois. Hey, hey. So um, I'm excited to have him because he's going to make more of a, as a man perspective of mental health, as well as, like, you can do a lot of stuff with your life, even for a man. And like as a Latino man, shit. So I did have a couple questions. I wanted to ask, like, how was it for you, like, growing up and like being Latino and struggling with with anything? How was it for you? So growing up, um, being the youngest in my family, um, I guess you could say I was sh shield a lot from everything because. Um, had a, uh, I have an older brother, you know, um, like it's always the first sibling that, um, that always wants to like cause trouble and everything, you know? And ever since that, um, they've been kind of worried about me following the same footsteps and everything, because, you know, like it's always, it's always a quote, you know, monkey see monkey doing everything. But as a kid, I was my own per like my own person and everything. Um, growing up, like, as a Latino as well. Um, luckily, like we lived in communities where it's, you know, like Latinos and everything, which was not too bad or anything. Um, but like at a, at a young age, um, I was diagnosed with autism and everything. So there was um, a little bit of social um, problems and everything, you know, like trying to make friends, stuff like that. But um, like, I, I would always find a way to, like, make friends. I would always find a way to, like, vibe with people and everything. Um, that, Yeah, that's about it. Like, and it, no, go continue, continue, continue. No, I was just going to say, like, I've dealt with, like, shyness and everything, you know. Because, um, yeah, like, I was, a real, I was a very shy kid um, growing up, you know. Um, especially being around um, kids that um, weren't like me and everything. Um, but then... Once I got into elementary school, you know, I was in special ed and everything to, um, you know, understand um, more basic stuff and everything. Um, reading was something that I was really into, so that that was no problem for me, um, especially like science, um, yeah. history. And how do you feel autism changed you, like in your life? Like, do people define you because of that? Do people know about that? Like. Shed a little light about that, because I don't think autism is really, like, it's known, but it's not fully known. So the thing about autism, I feel like a lot, because, yeah, like, a lot of people, ha like, you know, I would just say half people don't understand it, you know? Like, the moment mm -hmm. they hear hear about it, they think, like, you know, like, they think that you're, like, slow or something, but it's like, no. Um, it's just, we have a different way of, like, learning. We have a different way of contributing to society and everything, um because like even though like i'm autistic and everything um it, it's certain kinds of groups and everything i don't know how to explain it um yeah there's different but, of them there, yes exactly you guys are very intelligent you guys are amazing just your social cues are different and every kid like every person who has autism is different just like with depression every person is different with depression you know most they're definitely it, but I feel like people are so quick to judge autistic people, but they're the most brilliant people out of here. And I just feel like we need to make more of awareness, especially in nuestra comunidad, like our Latin community. They're just like, 
they just like they don't really know we just got to inform them and give them that like knowledgeable information that they need but that is awesome though like you are doing so much for yourself for being latino for mm. being a man for dealing with a whole bunch of stuff and you're still here and like i just applaud you and i just want to say that so props to you i appreciate you you know i props to you for handling stuff with grace like wow i'm 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 impressed with you and i'm i know you're gonna do so much greatness but how did you end up becoming a dj and producer i started getting into music like i started listening to like the radio like around when i was like nine or ten years old um and there would be like electronic music and everything um i didn't start getting really really into it until the age of 12 um when I first heard um, Daft Punk, um, the song One More Time. But it's funny though, because I've heard that song when I was a kid too. I was like maybe five, four years old when I heard this song. And after that, I've never heard it like again. And then one one day I was um, driving, like one day I was driving with my mom and everything, just listening to the radio. And I heard the song and I'm just like, wait a minute, I, I know this song. And once the song ended, they named the artists and everything. Once I got home, I got on my computer, I Googled them and everything. And I basically read their history and stuff, you know, like how they got into music and everything. And it got me inspired to like also wanted to make my own music and everything. I didn't really start experimenting on making music when I was um, 14 years old. Um, I basically used my mom's iPad, downloaded some music making apps, and I just experimented from there. Um, and then once I reached high school at like what once I was like the age of 17, I got my first job and everything. Um, I said I put some money aside and everything, brought my first laptop, um, got my got my own keyboard, my own speakers, and I just started like making my my first couple of tracks and everything. Wow, that's that's amazing because that's when you know you love to do something, that's when you're that's a passion for you, and that's awesome. And what was the most not traumatic, but yeah, the most like hardship that you dealt with being young Latino man? Like what was the hardest thing for you that you overcame now and just look back like, holy crap, I survived that. The hardest thing. Um, so I would say death, um, like my father's death. Um, there's been a few kind a few tragedies that's been happening on um, the past couple of years in my life. Um, and it hasn't been easy at all, you know, um, but I look at my mom and then I look at my brother and everything, um, all, the rest of my family and everything. It's like, I can't go down a deep spiral and everything, you know, and and not only that, I remember like before my dad passed away, he told me, you know, like, I don't want you spending the rest of your life mourning for me, you know, like he even told me too, like one day, like, I'm not going to be here. And sadly enough, you know what happened. He prepared the inevitable. And I think as Latinos, they tell you that, like, they always say, no llores cuando yo me muera, disfrutame cuando... And then you're saying, basically, it means that enjoy them while they're living, because, of course, we're all temporary here. We're here as visitors. We're all going to leave one day, you know. But death is such a big thing. And when I experienced my first death, that was, I didn't even know how to deal with it because I had to be the strong one because my it was my mom. So I had to be strong for her. But 
inside I was crumbling and I was like, ah, I wanted to scream. I couldn't. And I'm like, I have to be strong for her. Like she was strong for me all these years. And that's where I got my strength from, from her, you know, and it's as Latinos, you are not supposed to express your emotions. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to be brought up tough, but at the same time, you're allowed to express your emotions. You're okay. You're a human being. You're it's okay. And to, for you to deal with that, I, I give you so much love and oh my gosh, I'm hugging you virtual hug because <laughs> that that's hard because as a man, their dad is their first hero, you know, yeah. or mom, you know, depending on the circumstances, but a parent that you love, it's, it's hard, you know, and we're always going to grieve that. It's just different how we handle it now. Like each year as it passes by, it's something tough. It is challenging, but it does get easier maybe for some, for others, no, you know, and I know a lot of people say don't cry over spilled milk. It's a saying, but you're allowed to cry. I don't care who you are. You're you're allowed to cry. This is a safe space. You can cry. I'm the Yorona <laughs> number one, first of all. Yeah. So I am like I'm very proud of you and how you're dealing with everything because dealing with death at a young age is hard. It's hard. No, most definitely. You know, and um like I told, like I'd be telling all my friends and my cousins and everything, like, you know, um, cause a lot of people like to act like they're tough and everything. And it's cool to act like that. But like, what I mean by like, what needs to be changed is that showing your, like people keep saying that showing your emotions is a sign of weakness or, or anything like that, you know? And like, I'm not going to lie. Um, me and my brother didn't have a good relationship growing up, you know? Um, but you know, like when we're, huh? do you guys not have a better relationship? Or it's a work in progress? Emotionally, I feel like he doesn't understand me at times. Um, but I wouldn't want to get... Ah, shit. Can't hear you. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I guess. No, not connecting. All right. But, um, yeah, um, I would say our relationship is way different than we, than what it was when we were kids and everything. But what I could say is that the thick skin that I have right now is the, is the reason because of him. The way how he treated me and everything, you know, like it, I felt like in a way it made me a stronger person and stuff, you know. And that's what he was trying to do for you is he was trying to protect you from life because maybe something happened to him too, or just life happened to him, and he didn't want you to. He, he pay the always, place. Yeah, most of. Oh, he always wanted to prepare me and everything, you know. Yeah. He always told me it isn't going to be the way how you think it is. Yeah, you know. And I understand that, you know, after like my father's passing and everything, huh? Because that's when we had to like start like growing up and everything, you know. Be the man of the house, basically. Yeah. Since the yeah, and that's hard though too because that's a lot of responsibility for a young man for both of you, you know. And no, like, and I felt so bad for you, you know, like he felt the pressure and everything, and um. It, yep. It's really, you know, because, you know, my dad was a a good working man, you know, an immigrant 
everything. Yeah. And that loved this country. He died loving this country. As well as my parents. They that's why they came here for a better opportunity. And I'm grateful for them for that because like we don't know what they went through, you know, in their native countries because right. never experienced that. That's a good thing. But a lot of people will never experience what is being Hispanic in America, you know, because unfortunately it still exists. There's so much, so much racism still. And it's just like, okay, that's your business, not mine. Cause I don't got hate, you know, but you know, I am applauding you cause you've handled everything with such power, grace, and love, and you're still healing. And to me as a, as a woman, seeing a man healing is, is beautiful. Because you don't see that a lot. They just got to toughen up and not acknowledge that, that. And you're acknowledging that that still hurts. And you're acknowledging that I miss him. And I don't know how life is going to get better, but it will be. And I'm applauding you. So I'm proud of you. But just know that your dad is guiding you. And he's always watching out for you. He's your angel now. And he is always guiding you and giving you signs that he's there for you. Trust me. I, I, I'm into that stuff. So, yeah, I know that he is. And he's always walking by by your side. And I know people say, I want them physically. Yeah, they're not here physically, but they're here spiritually, you know. But I am so proud of you. And you're doing, your dad would be proud too. Your dad would definitely be proud of the man you are. All right? And any advice you give anybody that is dealing with anything traumatic? And what, what, what advice would you give them? So I, I would say... If you're dealing with something traumatic, you know, um, whether it's a tragedy or if your depression decided to take a turn for the worse, you know, um, think about your accomplishments. Think about all the battles that you have fought and then think about right now. Another thing I would say is get sun. Once the, like, if you see that it's like sunny outside, blue skies and everything, go outside and take a walk because. You have no idea how helpful the sun can be, like when it's just reflecting on your skin and everything. Another thing that I usually do too is, um, I, like especially when I'm sad, I would just take hot showers and everything. Like I'll say, I'll talk right now, but um, you know, I've been reading the news and everything. I don't want to like get too political or anything, but there's some stuff that's been making me very scared and a little bit worried and everything. But you know, triggering. I, that's what news do. They're triggering, but. Like everything in life, you got to take the good with the bad and yeah. kinda let the good outweigh the bad, you know, because life is going to life is supposed to challenge you and you just have to change your perspective on it, you know, especially if we're, we are the ones that because I'm the youngest, too. So I, I was the one that was depressed, too. So I get it. I know it. But it's hard. And sometimes you just kind of revert back to the depression phase, but you're like, wait, what am I doing? I have so much more to worry about. I got bills to pay. I got a whole bunch of stuff to worry about, but I got no time for this anymore. Like you really don't, you just hit a point where you're just like, what am I doing? Like how, why am I doing this? Cause at the end of the day, if whatever happens to you, it's winning. You have to allow yourself to let go, let your emotions follow, like handle it. And then just be, be present with whoever you need to be with. Surround yourself with good people who are going to help you grow. Even in a relationship, in any relationship you are, you need a good person. Not someone's going to guilt trip you. Not someone who's narcissistic. Not someone's going to make you feel like shit because we don't want that. We're not here for that. You know, and everybody deserves to be in love with someone genuine. And I don't think that's, especially in our culture, 
that's not really talked about because of course we grew up with seeing a whole bunch of crap we're not allowed to see you know but yeah okay continue with the news sorry i rudely interrupted you oh no 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 but what's it called the thing also crazy is that like with us being minorities it's like mental health is just constantly being ignored like they think like oh it's just in your mind and everything but it's like god like it's there you know Mm -hmm. it's it's something that just needs to be talked about and everything i I agree and that i agree because and i think this is where the generation like i don't know if it's your generation the other generation they're the ones making more of an an awareness of it and talking about it, which is amazing because they are making more of that change of it, you know, because I don't think, I think it was shunned upon because they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to face the reality of it because there was a lot of black, um, blacklash about it. You know, there was a lot of like, you had to toughen up and be mine. Like you had to toughen up that that was what our older generations were, you know, wanted wanted that they were they did because that was the norm you know but a lot of things are changing especially in our culture in that aspect you know which is i'm like yes yes i'm i'm excited to see that you know because especially in minorities it's not talked about shunned it's something taboo it's something you're shamed upon like no 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 we're not doing that no there's nothing to be ashamed of about showing your emotions you're human first and foremost second of all mental illness is a real thing and sometimes it gets the best of us most of the times it does and thirdly you're allowed to feel whatever you need to feel if it's a breakup if it's a traumatic past if it was somebody you just don't talk to anymore these are things that happen this is part of life and you're allowed to feel whatever you need to feel you know Oh, no, most definitely. I mean, stuff like that is going to happen all the time. I, re- I kind of went through it uh, last year and this year. And, um, I mean, it, it hurts, you know, but at the same time, it's like you see people's true colors and everything. You know, like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm the best or anything like that because I'm not, you know. But what I could admit is that I understand wrongdoings i understand like what i do to make people mad but if they don't want to talk about it then that's up to them you know because i try to reach out and you know like nobody ever wants to have that talk and everything but it's cool though it's fine um because i don't want to waste my life just trying to fix friendships that are like not meant to be fixed you know and that's kind of like the people pleasing in us because we're trying to like help everybody out but who helps us out at the end you know and and like Um, that's where i'm learning this year this year is like i'm actually putting myself first for the first time in my 27 years of life because i've never done that never done that i'm like you know what it's about that time that i think about myself don't get me wrong i love the people i have but i need to be self selfish and i need to learn that there's boundaries to this now you know because People are going to be people and they're not going to show up the way you want them to. So I stopped expecting anything from anybody and expect everything from myself because oh, when I learned so. to live with disappointment and I can't expect everybody to meet me there. You know, life is busy. Life happens. But the people that I do encounter, I do appreciate, even if it's for a moment, even if it's for a season, you know, I appreciate it because I learned and I grow from that, you know, and 
sometimes things are not going to be fixable and we're not, we're not the ones to fix people. That's actually God's job. You know, we're not the ones who are going to fix people that that's on their terms too, you know? And I feel like as adults, it's hard to make friendships, you know, but people make time for those they want. And I think as adults, they just, they just kind of, they're used to whatever they're used to and they don't want to get out of their comfort zone, you know? But you are a really great guy. You may not see it, but you are a really genuine person. I see it and you are really, you're going to do amazing things because of what you've been through. You know how it feels and you're going to find someone great who's going to be there for you, you know, because you don't see it, but I do. You are an amazing person and you are genuine and you mean, you genuinely mean to be there for people, but they're not always there for you. But I want to remind you that you genuinely are a great guy and everything you've been through made you the man you are now. And even though people missed out on you, don't, don't worry. They'll regret it. They'll be like, fuck. And it's okay. So you'll be like, you know what? I don't need you. So just remember that. Just remind yourself of that. And I know as a man, you guys are not great with compliments, but I'll, I'm going to be your little hype girl and reminder. <laughs> but what helps you to like work and learn to do your passion? How do you like deal with like not deal with it, but like focus on your passion when you have a, a job? When I have a job, it's been a little bit complicated um, now just because, you know, I've been having like a little bit of writer's block and everything, but I'll still practice some DJing. Um. I say it's all about like time management and everything because I'm not going to lie. I haven't been really good at that last year and everything. Cause you know, like I would work early mornings and then get off in the afternoon. And most of the time I'll just like sleep in or, you know, just not do anything. But then I thought to myself, it's like, no, you're letting time pass by. You, you gotta keep pushing and everything, you know, even though I've been dealing with writer's block with my music reduction that's when D, that's where DJing comes in and like help. You know, mm-hmm. I started DJing like two years ago. Um, I haven't DJed at all. You know, mm-hmm. I tried when I was um when I was eighteen back in twenty sixteen, and I don't know. I couldn't understand it. It was complicated. Oops. But past six years of me producing and everything, and then the moment when I brought my second board and everything, that's when I'm just like, holy shit, this is like. You know, like I just learned fast and everything. And that's the beauty of it is like you're not going to like even though you love to do something, you're not going to fully understand it the first time. You're going to mess up. You're going to you have to allow yourself to grow and learn from others. But as well as you're not going to like some people get it right away. That's amazing for them. Others take time. You know, I can be a fast learner, but I'm a slow learner when it comes to real the real techniques, technical stuff. Like I'm like, I am not doing this. What, the, what am I doing? And it's frustrating because I'm like, I'm a fast paced person. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I'm like, well, chill, girl, chill. You gotta calm down. It's not, doesn't work like that, sweetie. So that's awesome though. Like you're still doing it after you're not getting it the first time. You're just, you know what? I love to do this and I'm going to learn to do this because I love this. And this is a passion and I want this one day to be, do you want this one day to be your career? I actually do like, um, you know, I, I really would love to play, um, you know, in events, um, what's it called? I think, so yeah, that's what I want to do for my life. 
but it's a little i feel like it's a little complicated because you know um i wouldn't say i mix one genre of music but the past year i have been just because of my um just because of the radio show that i got booked with and everything you know because it's strictly house music you know mm. um look it up it's called chicago sizzle radio and everything look it up y'all <laughs> What's called? Oh, by the way, I'm on every Saturdays and Sundays, 5 p.m., 6, uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. Nice, uh, nice. Hey, yo, look at that. He's making dreams come true. Yo, yo. Well, what's it called? Because I've been told a, a lot of times, you know, you need to step it up and everything. Like, for example, um, like I had a V5 group audition. Um, not even trying to sound negative or anything, but I knew I wasn't gonna get. I knew I wasn't gonna get the gig because you know, like, better, like, but I didn't have that time, that much time to practice and everything. But the people that I sent it to, they told me that they love it and everything. Um, yeah, you put your name out there, even though you weren't gonna get it. You still got out of your comfort. Took your out there okay you didn't get the first time you may get it the second third time do not give up because of a one because one time a no or rejection oh, most definitely. So i'm so proud of you for putting yourself out there oh thank you but that's what i'm trying to say though too like um because how do i say this i don't want to be like a bar dj or like yeah maybe a club dj but it's like i want to be one of those djs that that's a, that are like artists you know like uh, like let's I'm gonna say Bad Bunny's DJ D DJ Aroma. You wanna do something like him? I haven't really heard of him, but I meant like he, I'll just like he he produces for Bad Bunny. Like he's Bad Bunny's DJ, but not only that, he actually goes to different like clubs and DJs and different events for him. But I don't know. I just made a. I just said someone just because I thought of it right now. But no, I, like, I would say like you know DJs like. You know, like Frankie Knuckles, Jamie Three Two Six. Um, they're they're old DJs and everything, but like you're more like vintage. Is 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 your vibe more vintage? You said what? Is your vibe of DJing more vintage and old school music? It is. Um, like what's it called? And th and that's why I feel like it's a little challenge challenging for me because yeah I mix a lot of old school disco and funk but I would like mix it with you know with the modern stuff and everything yeah. and even then you know the guy that hooked me up with the with the radio gig you know he he told me that like I mix like a black guy and what he means by that like the music that I the music that I was playing you know that was very but um, see think about it, that's the beauty of music is that you could make something that is old school and make it something into like new or something like that is like your style so that's the beauty of it you know and i don't know i like that stuff that's yeah most that's um how do i say this because it's funny too i was never into that stuff well I, I was but i didn't start getting into it like after 2015 and everything because i would start mm -hmm sampling um old school disco tracks and then just making my own edits and everything because a lot of people really don't understand like i want to say a lot i would just say some because i've been in debates and everything where people say like oh disco didn't inspire house or they would say like oh even if disco wasn't invented like like edm music would still become a thing 
maybe, but the first thing that came was house music, you know? Mm-hmm. What the, like what the DJs do back in the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s, they would make their own edits and everything, you know? What if you're alive? <laughs> I feel like I grew up in the wrong generation because I'm an old, I'm a vintage type of gal in the sense of like, I like, the Beatles and the Bee Gees and my the cars I like and the style I can dress up. I was like, damn, what, am I am I an old soul? I could be because I'm a deep old soul. But anyways, that's awesome though. Like, wow, you are just making headlines. You may not see it now, but in a couple of years you will. Probably look back in this and be like, oh yeah, I remember that girl. <laughs> but you are making the difference you know you're being different than everybody else you know because everybody's doing reggaeton corridos tumbaos you know some and it's music it's very good music you know yeah but see that's why it's just but it's the common denominator you know it's usually what you see you know especially in our culture so you being different is actually pretty awesome it makes you you it's like your spin you know i think i got it from my dad because you know, um, he, I mean, even then he, he, he loved like, you know, Banda, Cumbia, he loved Cumbia. Mm-hmm. But he was so into like, American rock, you know, for, you know, um, you know he, he loved Pink Floyd. That was his most favorite band. He loved um, Genesis, um, the Beatles, you know, mm-hmm. and every time when I would ride in the car with him, that's all playing everything. And I guess maybe that's the reason why I just got into that type of music and everything. You want to honor his memory to a legacy because that was your bonding time with him. That's awesome. So see, look at that. Even that, if he may not be here now, but you're still like his legend, his legacy, legacy? No, legendary. Like, you know what I mean? He's still like living through you. So that's awesome because he's the one that like helped you with the music. That is so amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. But look at show. Look at you. And anything you'd like to say, like any takes, gives to, while ending this, anything you want to tell anybody? I say you, I say that if you want to, like, if you've been interested in making music or anything like that, you know, like, don't be afraid, you know? And the problem with today's society is that anybody could be a producer or a DJ because all you really need is a laptop and, and it sucks, you know? Like, it's horrible. That's why I'm saying, like, back then, it was probably more, like, an actual talent, you know? Mm Because people couldn't, like, what's it called? People didn't have screens to DJ or or anything like that. You had to use your ears. Yeah, it was a little bit better because they didn't have to use a lot of the sounding and, like, kind of fake it in a way, if if that makes sense. And, like, don't get me wrong, some people have the sonido for that, you know. Others are just more of the technical part. Others are just more the beat maker, you know. It, that's the beauty of music, is that there's so much just in, in music. There's not just one thing or everybody's doing, like, you know. But that's awesome. Sorry, I'll continue. <laughs> you're good, you're good. I would just say, you know, just keep pushing through on everything, you know. Like, make something unique, you know. Because how do I say this? Cause I don't, I don't like most artists, like producers, you know, they have their own genres and everything. They'll say like, Oh, I'm strictly house and, um, trap everything, you know, like between 2018 and, um, 2021, you know, it would be like trap, you know, mixed with reggaeton and everything, stuff like that. 
but once I got this um, house gig and everything, I decided to like, you know, maybe go back to my roots and everything. My thing is this: I don't, I don't like to focus on one genre. That's how much I love music. You know, like I actually have a couple of projects that are all different genres. I have, um, I have a lo-fi beat tape that I've been on. I have a house EP, and then I have a hard bass EP because. I, that's how much I love music and everything. And I actually do want to go back to making trap music and everything. But right now I want to finish all these other projects, you know, cause it, it's, and that's, a, and that's the number one problem with being a producer, you know, like we would start all these new projects and everything and we wouldn't even finish it. So it's like, I need to finish these projects first before I can go back. What you could do is actually lay out your plan for a Sunday. I, I'm just helping. Maybe it helps. Lay lay everything out. Like on a Sunday, say what you can do. Work it out. Like let's say you wake up early in the morning, do like a six to nine, you know, and work. Like actually write it down. Say, okay, I'm going to put this one project here and then second project here, third project here, and fourth project. And that's how you kind of organize what you need to get done so you actually finish what you say you do you know because i'm the same way i'm inconsistent with my podcast i told myself this year i'm putting myself out there i'm interviewing more people and that's how i'm doing it you know and i'm like you know what i'm making this happen because i love to talk <laughs> and i love getting to know people and their stories you know because that's the beauty of life is we all have a story to tell and you know just organize just organize everything you know maybe that could help that's true that's true my problem with my problem is that I never write shit down, I, but you know, I need to note it down and everything. And you're right about that. It's like organization. And it's it's just like practice. Like when I had a, you know, um, when I talked to my roommate, um, my, my roommate Dennis, he's an amazing friend, you know, like, and honestly, if it wasn't for him and my other friend Zeke, um, I probably wouldn't have moved out, um, gotten the experience to like actually take care of myself and everything. And for that, I'm always grateful for these guys and everything. Um, Shout out to true friends. Okay. <laughs> for real. Um, we actually had a conversation about that, you know, um, because I've done audio jobs and everything and I didn't like it, you What's know, um, like live sound, like live sound engineering and everything, you know, like that's not my thing. Um, long hours and everything. I, I don't mind it, you know, but it was just the pay. Passion. Yeah, because um, like I said, I'm not that much of an analog an analog person, you know, like I'm more digital and everything. What I've like, what I've been to and um, not sorry, had a little brain fart. But what he told uh, what I, I told him about that, you know, and he tells because I told him all the different things I want to learn, you know, like um, like I want to like start investing and everything. I mean, I've been investing for three years and everything, but I I want to like learn a different career and everything, you know. Like I would tell yeah. you, you can do. You could be a multi-dimensional, non-dimensional, multi-passionate person. You could do it. And I told him, and he's like, you know, like, because I, I even told him too. Uh, the thing about. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told him, like, man, I remember, like, I said, I want to, like do coding and everything and I'm having to do it, here, do it, you know? do it, do it. You just have to develop a plan and everything. Yeah. Like I said, organize everything and you got this, you know, and 
it's crazy like you know the way how you told me too because it's like damn um i'm just worried about wasting time because i have been distracted a lot with certain things uh and that, that's normal that's life just remember what is you got to put things in priority okay. like you have to really prioritize what you want to do and how to do it and execute it you know and you really got to be like no i'm going to cancel plans because i need to focus on this i need to you need to in a way isolate yourself you know to focus on what you need to do but you don't necessarily have to do it everybody's different you just have to focus on what you need to do for a couple hours and then it's going to get easier and easier for you if that makes sense no consistency honestly is key it is it is and it actually even if you have no reps it shows you people see that you show up every day when you don't even feel like it it's and it's fucking outstanding because it's like holy shit he's showing up when his, his life is crumbling down or you know and it just shows that it just shows who you are and even for your sake like you uh i think you're mic. okay i can hear you i can hear you oh shit. oh shit it stopped it ah! <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then it does show you that you're showing up and you're being consistent and you, it just shows you that you're here for the long run and just do that for yourself and it'll start be like, you know what? It even helps you mentally and even like spiritually and physically. It helps you because you're showing up even when you don't want to. And that says a lot. Normal. So start doing that. <laughs> even for myself, because I'm even showing up. It, it, it does get hard, you know, like even when you're going through it. Work and everything, and not only that. Like, <laughs> I don't. Well, I post it on my social media, so like, you know, people know that I work at Target and everything. Yeah. I've been working there for about to be four years in June, wow. and my problem is just I feel I feel comfortable there, and I don't want to be comfortable. But at the same time, it's a stable, consistent job. You know, what I need it, to learn, what to do. Like, exactly. be, like, like, I realize that I don't need to leave or anything. I just need to be consistent on doing what I had to do. Because Correct. honestly, like, this does bring money to the table and everything. Not only that, but it's like, I have been taking care of myself for like, you know, for the past like three years and everything off this job. And mm -hmm. not only that, one of the reasons why I haven't really left is because, you know, like, like my coworkers and my managers, you know, like, don't get me wrong. There'll be days where it's just like, uh, fuck everybody, this and that. But mm -hmm. honestly, though, like, it's like I've, the jobs that I've had, like the past jobs that I've had, I would just have coworkers that are just so immature and everything, you know? Everywhere though. Like, that's yeah. everywhere. You gotta take punches. You'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna walk out because I don't need this. I don't want this. Especially, you know? Uh, though too, you know? But at the it's like that's just half the people while the other half is like you know we all respect each other it's like no this is a as it should you know you're always gonna haters too to be honest all the time that's part of it. you know people are just gonna want to envy you and want to be you or just just not like you and that's you're not here to be liked you're just here to be you no honestly and um it, it's just it's funny you know like I, I don't care about pleasing everybody you know i you yourself first and foremost yes yeah, most definitely you know i just want to do things for for myself and like 
another thing that is also annoying is like when I post, you know, my own personal opinions or beliefs and everything, it offends people. And people are going to get offended for everything, especially sadly in this generation, a lot of people are sensitive. And don't get me wrong, I'm sensitive too, but I know how to take a joke. I, I know what you mean, but see, that's the problem with today's society is that, like, how do I say this? They want, they want people to think that life is just all rainbow and sunshine when it's not. You know, you're going to meet people that are assholes. You're going to meet people that want to bring you down. But it's up to you how you're going to take it. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And that's why I, I I distance myself with certain people because I don't give a fuck about what you guys think of me. I don't give a fuck about what your opinion is against my opinion. I believe what I believe in. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's It is what it is. You have your own beliefs and your own things, and that's what makes you your, you as an individual person, you know? And we all have different things in us, too, and there's yet to, to be discovered, you know? But any last words you'd like to say to anybody? Like, not only as, like, as a Latino man going through stuff, dealing with life, having anything, like, what would you tell them? Like, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, what would you tell them? I say that if you're in a stage where you start isolating yourself, where you start thinking that people are not going to be there for you, that's when you got to push out and actually make it reach out, you know? Because you'd be surprised how many people are actually there for you once you let your ego down. Like, And that's the sure. problem with, with certain men, too. They let their ego get the best of them and everything. They think, oh. And women's relationships. Yeah, exactly that. It, listen to your inner thoughts. Like, your, let your mind and heart guide you together, you know? But what would you tell your younger self? That's the last question I'm going to ask. What would you tell your younger self now that you're an adult? I would tell my younger self, don't focus on finding love. Um, don't waste your college years um, smoking and drinking with your friends and everything. Like keep fo- like keep focusing on what you're doing, and I would younger self like go oh, invest and everything. It's okay. Like and now, you look at you now because of that you learned and look at who you are now. You are a good person and you're doing what you want to do with your life. Like you said, you moved out, and that's an accomplishment itself. You know, because as a woman, it's hard to move out. It's expensive and it's a challenge. You know. And it's just, it's, you know, but you did that, and that's impressive. And, yeah, that's impressive. But thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And hopefully this is one of many more to have you on here. Um, thank you, literally, for going in deep. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you on here, for real. It means a lot. All right, so... Yeah, um, check him out. I'm going to drop his links um, at the bottom of the show notes. So check him out. And he's doing amazing things. All right. Bye.